Hello and welcome to the Deutsche Fußball podcast. We're episode seven, and um, yeah, we're back again. One place to start: Hoffenheim, um, goal fest. Whenever they play, um, four all at the weekend. Werder Bremen visited. They were fifth bottom ahead of the game, uh, and Werder only won uh, one of their last five. Lost four of them. So yeah, could have been excused for thinking it might be a nil-nil. Um, Ball fest, but finished four all. Uh, Verda went two 0 up, two penalties for Salihovic, fifth or well, fourth and fifth goal from the spot this season. Um, the second one's a lovely Perlo Paneka. Um, well, obviously not Perlo trademarked. Um, then third penalty of the game, two one Hunt, um, and then poor keeping from Castils let the ball through his legs on a cross. Nalaya, simplest goal to score of his career, tapping from two yards, two all going into half time. You're thinking there can't be any more goals, they'll shore up the defence and try and nick a winner. But soon after the break, Volley made it 3 2, sixth of the season for the youngster. Um, good form in a sort of struggling side. Then 4 2, great hit from Hurdling. Uh, would have been contender for goal of the week had it not been for other games. Um, and then you're thinking Hoffenheim, see it out. Nice three points, start kicking back up the league. But as we should have known um, with the 1899, they were never going to hold on. 4 3, Pedersen, the old um, Bayern Munich striker, uh, central to the whole goal itself. Lovely ball in the build up and finished it off. And then 4 all, added time. Uh, Barg Freider, a header. Um, despair for Hoffenheim. Result, uh, sorry, yeah, finished 4 all. Um, result doesn't really suit either side. Um, you know, both sort of thirteenth, uh, fourteenth could have done with a with a win, three points for either of them. But the game sort of typified the Bundesliga at the moment: great attacking, poor defending. Is this now a trend we're seeing in most games now, or is it just a one-off? Do you see? Um, I think it's probably just a one-off. But I mean, if it, even if it's a, a trend which is here to stay, I don't think it's a bad thing for the league. Um, everyone likes to see goals, as long as the goals don't become stupid goals. I don't see any particular problem for the fans or for the people who are sort of paying to watch the games. So if if it's a, if it's a trend, then I say keep the trend going as long as possible. Obviously, it was the uh, first sort of round of DFB Pokal games last night as well, and Hoffenheim uh, shocked Schalke three-one. Great win, uh, Schalke incredibly poor, but Hoffenheim through to the next round. Great for them. Uh, cup runs, what the fans want. Um, they shouldn't obviously. So they're sort of flirting with relegation spots at the moment, um, but shouldn't be a sort of problem for them later in the season. So a cup run could be just what the fans want, and they've got a good young squad down there. Um, as we mentioned Volland, uh, they've got a couple of others in there. What do you sort of see? How far do you see their season going? Will it sort of end abruptly and possibly end in disaster? Or obviously they came close last year; they um, won the playoffs, but. You know, they, they should be right. They should be all right. But you can see there's just a little bit of pressure at the moment. I mean, you saw it, you saw it the weekend when the, when it went four two. Um, you saw how much it meant to the to the club and to the manager. Manager on the pitch celebrating with all the players. Um, so you can sort of see that there's a little bit of tension around the stadium at the moment. And they're just a little bit apprehensive. But um, like you say, big win last night, beating Schalke in the cup, and it could be potentially what they need. Um, they want a couple more wins in the league just to sort of pull themselves away but they're still only three points away from Freiburg at the moment so they'll just want a couple more wins to sort of pull themselves up to sort of 8th, ninth. Um, and if they get there they're still in the cup then it could end up being a, a very successful season for them mm, Yeah, certainly 
And we touched on them there, obviously um, defeated by Hoffenheim last night. Uh, Schalke, 3 0 win over Stuttgart at the weekend. Jekyll and Hyde team of the Bundesliga at the moment. I mean, they were oh so comfortable at the weekend. Stuttgart, really quite poor. Had chances, but it was fairly minimal. Um, it was a great chance for Werner at 0 0. Um, Rapido through the defence, out, outpaced Matic, which is no mean feat. Unfortunately, put his uh, finish wide. Slazai also missed a uh, great chance, 1 0. Great assist from, or would have been a great assist from Draxler, ball over the top. But it was that man again, Draxler. Um, put Farfan in, obviously just back from injury, 1 0. Um, all right, probably should have done more in the Stuttgart goal. Um, but then 2 0, second half, Farfan penalty, Draxler fouls, two assists for him. Um, game over, really. And then. Jermaine Jones uh, finished it off the sort of laser-guided volley to put the icing on the cake, so to speak. Um, and a new deal for Max Meyer was announced uh, before the game as well. So a great day, sort of all round for Shellcroft. A difficult week the week before, obviously drawing 0-0 with Stour in the Champions League. I mean, their sort of qualification for the knockout stages is on a knife edge. But as I said, Jacqueline Hyde. How can a team? Like Schalke with the quality they've got, go from being so comfortable three days, uh, you know, prior to last night, getting crushed by a team flirting with relegation. Is this a sign that they're not a Champions League team? Will really struggle to get into that fourth spot this season? I think it's an indication of how young their team is um, and how inconsistent it is. I mean, one thing you usually level with young players is how inconsistent they are. Um, and I think that's sort of like almost the epitome of of Schalke at the minute. I mean, they'll have what like the likes of Meyer and Draxler. Uh, one game they'll be spectacular and unplayable and just blow teams away and then the next game they just won't show up give balls away easily and, and not perform and and it will cost the team um, but it's a young team and the longer they can keep this young team together I mean there's, there's a lot of talk of Draxler possibly moving after the World Cup but the longer they can keep this team together the stronger they're going to get um, and I know you did a, a piece a few weeks back on, on Schalke and almost like a sleeping giant within the game and it's it's true to an extent, but I think almost these last two results highlight that that they are still young, they are still inconsistent, and they do need time, and they're not quite at that top level yet. Yeah, obviously, yeah, I wrote that piece, and they have so much potential in the side, and this season is really is probably the season they have to get in the Champions League because if, like you say, Draxler does leave after the World Cup, to replace a player of that sort of quality, I know they've been linked with De Bruyne on loan, um, would be adequate replacement, of course, but. They sort of really need to get that fourth spot this year and to really kick on. And sort of, uh, we sort of looked overlooked um, their opponents at the weekend. Stuttgart, they sort of bounced back well after their sort of poor start to the season. New manager coming in, obviously, but they've been inconsistent and poor. They're down in lingering down in twelfth. Um, they really were sort of quite poor. I watched the game. Um, didn't really bother Schalke you know you see last night if they got in their faces they'd be more incapable of getting a result probably again a young side um, if they got the experienced heads in there with the Abisovic's and so forth but they've got the you know Rudiger's and Werner's in the team and it, like you say is that costing a team like Stuttgart obviously they're probably good enough to keep the mid-table but a team like Stuttgart won the league no longer than seven years ago probably should be you know punching a bit higher no they they should, but it's 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 a question of where they aim to be. I mean, obviously, with likes of Kadira and Gomez gone, you know, it's they were exceptional talents. Um, and when the likes of Bayern Munich and Real Madrid come calling, even the most 
sort of loyalist Stuttgart fan must be thinking, well, you know, and then mm. here we go. I'll, I'll have a bit of that. So you can't blame them for going. It's all about sort of the next ones off the production line. Like I said, they've got some young players in there. If they can keep... The, the key will be keeping the young players before they become exceptional players. And it's all good and well taking the money. But like you say, a club like Stuttgart, how much pill are they going to have? Mm. Um, it's, like I say, it's all good and well having having lots of money. But if you've not got lots of money and you've not got the appeal, probably of Champions League football for those top level of players... Then it, the money's—it's not worthless. I mean, obviously, every every club would want money, and if you spend it rightly, it's it's obviously extremely useful. But players who leave your club to play in the Champions League are obviously good players, and it's all about trying to keep those players. So it's it, obviously, lots of Werner are still young at the moment, but as he progresses, it'll be big for a club like Stuttgart to try and keep hold of them and build teams around the likes of him, as opposed to seeing a quick twenty million and taking it and moving on to the next young product. Mm. Certainly, and we sort of, as we mentioned with Schalke, um, a bit Jekyll and Hyde, and there's been calls, and as I wrote in the article a couple of weeks back, that you can see on the site um, for a new manager, uh, Jens Keller not really sort of doing what he was asked of. He obviously got into the Champions League last year, and if he qualifies the knockout stage, he's still doing his job well. But they're struggling this year, and talk of a possible new manager and uh, you know possible candidates for the job. Thomas Tuchel at Mines. Um, he hosted uh, Dortmund at the weekend. Three one win for Dortmund, but the scoring was flattering. Um, another tale of penalties, like the Hoffenheim game. A lot of penalties this weekend in the Bundesliga. But Mines went into the game good form. Three wins uh, from four prior, and they were dominant in the first half. Um, really, probably should have taken the lead. Um, just you know, they took their chances. It could have been a completely different scoreline. Obviously. Um, game wasn't live over here in England, so I was following it on Twitter. And the uh, Dortmund fans, they weren't happy. You know, they were sort of they were worried. Their uh, injury crisis, obviously. Um, Bender went off in the first half as well. Royce Cannon knock. A lot of players not a full tilt, but they won. Um, Lewandowski, uh, obviously getting the two penalties to seal the game. But the sort of main, you know, main sort of centerpiece was the Alabama a free kick. Um, unbelievable techers, I think is how we call it. Um, but then a Chupu Motang penalty, so three penalties again in the game. Um, six, you know, penalties from two games alone. Um, leveled proceedings. And then, as we mentioned, Lewandowski um, penalty, and then that saw Soto sent off. Uh, handball clearance off the line. Don't know what your views are on those. But then again, um, Dirsch won a penalty at the end, and he sealed it. Um, but as I say, they won ugly. The best teams do it. Dortmund are one of the best. Was it deserved win? Probably not. But clock won't matter. It's his old club, obviously. But three points is three points. What were your views on the game? Obviously, as we said, the Dortmund fans were worrying. Yeah, I mean, first half, Mainz probably the better team, um, and they were probably the better team up until Bamiang hit that free kick into the top corner. Um, but like you say, it's 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 what the best teams do. They didn't play well. Abamyang was going to make it two-one before the uh, before the uh, the red card and the handball, which was probably justified. I mean, I'm I usually am a believer of a penalty is enough punishment, but when it's as blatant as that, I mean, for those who haven't seen it, the ball's literally going in, and the defender just used his hands and stops it. It's a bit like Suarez in the World Cup. Mm. I mean, a different position, but similar sort of principle to it. So it was deserved. Um, and then, like you say, another another penalty. But I mean, 
like I say, the injury crisis is there, um, and Pishak I mean, obviously gave the penalty away for a, a, a real brainless push, you know, grind away for 70 minutes, back, backs against the wall, go 1-0 up with a free kick like that and then give away a stupid penalty. I think that's that'll think, be the thing which probably annoys the fans and Klopp the most, actually, be sort of just the brainless nature. It's all good and well if you're outdone or you're outskilled or, you know, if they've been four or five step-overs and he'd beaten them with a trick, but it was just, it was just stupid. I mean, obviously... Uh, match fitness and that sort of sharpness played a played a game. Obviously, it's only his first start of the season, but like you say, brainless. Yeah, he's, that's the thing. Is like he, he, the defender got the sorry, the attacker got sort of goal side of him, and he panicked and pushed him over. And like you say, it's if it uh, you know a fully fit Pichet would have let him get in that position mm-hmm. in the first place, but it was just brainless to think you know we've grafted away here and then just go into something like that and just hand them a lifeline to get back in the game. And luckily for him. You know, they got these two penalties and ended up doing it and Lewandowski sort of needed the penalties because last week and again earlier in the game he looked well to be honest with you distinctly average yeah he's sort of getting he's obviously a player like Lewandowski he's always in the positions but he just seemed to have lost his score and touch at the minute he's sort of snatching at chances he's rushing uh, not the chance at the weekend didn't let the ball drop and just, you know screwed it horribly wide and against Napoli as well like you're saying the week before he's sort of uh, you know, panicking, and you know, again, other than the penalty, they sort of probably lucky to sort of take the lead in that game uh, against Napoli. And yeah, the two goals you could see in his celebration sort of meant a lot. Obviously, um, you celebrate with the fans, and um, you know, it'd be good for him to. He's still top league stops top scorer, but um, you know, he's not scoring from open play a lot, and you know, it could be a concern. Obviously, Sheba scored two last night, or well, one last night. Sorry. Um, in the DFB Pokal. Um but yeah, sort of, he needs to find his feet again. Moving on, uh, on to the fourth spot again. Battle as we mentioned earlier. Uh, mentioned Gladbach won the win over Freiburg. Hermann standout player again. Um, he's player of the week a few weeks ago, but had a handful of chances. Keeper kept him at bay. Um, really sort of great keeping. I know we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about how uh, the sort of standout might be diminishing, but. Um, yeah, the youngster, the young winger, carrying on previous week's form. It's good to see. Obviously, a lot was made of him. He sort of um, stagnated a bit, but he's sort of kicked kicked on again. I think the emergence of players like Clemens and uh, Werner sort of making him buck up his ideas. Uh, two vital saves at nil-nil from either keeper. Testagen made a great one, and Bauman likewise. Two of the league's probably best keepers behind Neuer and Wiedenfeller. Um But Bauman was eventually breached. Uh, Herman with a killer pass. Split the defence and event just set up Raphael for another easy goal. Uh, nice little tap in. Overall, Gladbach fairly lucky. Uh, Freiburg missed a couple of great one-on-one chances. Um, but when you're at the bottom, like Freiburg, those things sort of go your way. You know, you miss chances. The players aren't high on confidence. They're Europa League, obviously. A few days previous, Gladbach had the week's rest. Great win for Gladbach. Um, I think that's seven home wins this season now which is wonderful form. You know, they've only got nine this season, so the fact that they're so strong at home is brilliant. Um, again, what do you make of both teams' seasons? Where do you think both will sort of finish? Obviously, we're third of the way through the season. Yeah, it was it was almost surprising that Gladbach made almost as much hard work as as they did of the game. Um, again, Freiburg are a little bit of a false position. The Europa League exploits are sort of catching up on them and the whole Thursday-Sunday and they're, the, they're not really used to it so let's sort of catch up on them but you expect them to sort of pull themselves away from relegation 
the relegation zones towards the latter end of the season. Um, but but no, like I said, Gladbach notoriously strong at home, like we seem to say every week. Um, got the job done. Um, again, similar to Schalke in, in, in a certain sense, they've got a lot of young players, but they're young players are, are those few years down the line now. You think of the the, the Draxlers and the, and the Myers, and then you thought we think the Hermans and the Stegens are sort of the early twenties now, as opposed to the late teens. So a few days down the line, and they're the players which are standing up for them now. Um, and like you say, Schalke, Jekyll and Hyde, Wolfsburg, again flattering to deceive. It's 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 up for it's up for grabs that fourth spot, and at the moment, Gladbach look like the strongest contenders for it. Yeah, no, certainly, and they obviously came. They were they got fourth a couple of years back, and. They didn't quite make the uh, grade in the qualification. Obviously, they had to sell Royce and Dante, and Luke De Jong hasn't really lived up to his price tag. But that'll be that'll be the key if they were to get it this time. Would mm. be to make sure that they, because they they're not going to lose Tostegan. Um, so it's all yeah, about who they can replace him with, and if they were to lose Herman, which would be a killer for them. Um, but if a lot of money comes their way, then then they might not be able to resist. But that'll be the key if they get that fourth spot. They can't afford not to get into the Champions League again. Yeah, and I think, like you say about Ter Stegen, I think uh, news on his future is imminent. I think he said this week, and yeah, Herman again, um, if he carries on this form, would certainly be attracting interest from around Europe. But moving on, um, onto sort of the game people wrote off: obviously, top versus bottom, David versus Goliath, Munich versus Braunschweig. Two nil, um, comfortable, you could say. First half really was sort of training pace, so to say. Um, Never really got out of second gear. Uh, Goethe started as the fourth nine position. Mandzukic, not in the first eleven again. Um, great assist for the first goal. Um, ironically, Goethe played it from the deep line midfield role. Ball over the top. Um, real free role Guardiola's given him there. Uh, good finish on the rebound from Robin. Second goal, better. Uh, great ball from Cruz over the top. Again, training pace wasn't really closed down. And had sort of free range of the pitch to pick the pass. And that trademark Robin cut in. From the left, um, hit the ball top corner near post. Great finish. And half time thinking, you know, this probably should have been four 0 and they might go on to get six. You know, make it six 0 in the second half, but wasn't the case. Uh, Guardiola became sort of irritated on the touchline. Don't know if you saw. Um, you sort of looked quite sort of frustrated and angry with this team. I mean, Braunschweig sort of had their own chances of the game and. Could have had four or five. They hit the bar. Alaba cleared off the off the line after Noy was beaten. Um, yeah, Noy made some smart saves. A couple of deflected efforts were heading in before it to change his feet. And you know, great feet. Obviously, best keeper in the league in most in most people's eyes. But um, a touch of complacency. Um, obviously, Braunschweig gave a good count of themselves. Um, but obviously, it's not enough really. Obviously, Bayern now 39 unbeaten and. Braunschweig, another loss to their name, um, another two goals conceded. But is that a danger for Guardiola and Bayern? Complacency? I mean, before the game, I know you don't want the players thinking it, but they more than likely thought, look, this is bottom of the table here. I know they beat Leverkusen, but we are probably the best side in Europe at the moment. This, you know, should we can all play at half the rate. Yeah, Braunschweig beat them. Um, Braunschweig almost, you know, probably deserved a point maybe if they weren't 2 0 down. Um, but yeah, what do you make of that sort of possibility sneaking into the game? Yeah, well, it's it, it is. Bayern very much played in first gear. They never really got out of first gear. They didn't really have to. Um, you get the impression that would one of Braunschweig's chances gone in, and it become two-one, whether it was the one that hit the bar or the clearance off the line, 
that Bayern could have gone out and just scored another two, three, four, and just sort of made it five, six nil or six one. Um, but you can understand why Guardia was getting irritated. Two nil is always a, a dangerous scoreline. Um, even if you are playing bottom of the league, and if you are at home, even if you are the European champions and the best team in Europe, nerves are still there. You can still get a little bit panicky, and it only takes you know one deflected shot. You know, Neuer was nearly wrong foot a couple of times, then a set piece, like the free kick, and all of a sudden it's two all, and you drop two points to bottom of the league in shock of the European weekend. Um, so you can understand why Gali was getting irritated. He's also a perfectionist. He's the kind of man who is never happy with 2-0, he always wants 3-0, he's never happy with 5-0, he always wants 6-0. So he's, he's, he's always going to be unhappy with something, but I don't know, Bayern, Bayern Munich are a team who never needed that much adjustment anyway, and even under Henrik's last year they never looked like they were, I don't want to take away from Henrik's at all, but they never looked like he was sort of managing them, he always looked like he was guiding them, and that's all Gaia's got to do now, and that's all he is doing. Um, but again, Goethe starred, playing as a false nine, but completely free roll really, as you saw with the first goal. and. Yeah, comfortable as you said, and like I say, you always got had that impression that they had plenty in reserve had it been needed. Yeah, no, and obviously, um, big win for uh, Dortmund and Leverkusen. We'll touch on in a minute. So it's vital for Dor- uh, Munich to sort of you know keep keep that that gap going at the top. Um, as you mentioned there, Leverkusen, uh, Chan- uh, Nuremberg visit the Bay Arena. Um, Nuremberg only only side in Europe's top five leagues yet to win a game this season, which is an amazing stat. Obviously, 14 games in, you'd have expected a one win at least, but they've only drawn they've drawn a lot this year. Um, Hasebe missed the, hit the post at nil nil, which is a huge chance. Obviously, could have changed the course of the game. Um, Leverkusen fragile after that five nil crushing at the hands of United, um, but they bounce back one nil. Um, Son tidy finish coming onto the ball, uh, difficult skill made it look easy. Kiesling then, great goal, ninth of the season for him, um, central to the move, great ball, finished it off again, a bit like Pedersen earlier as we mentioned, and then 3-0, some of his second, sixth of the season, um, you know, finished the game off, um, people saying Son, um, six goals this season, he's only actually scored in three games, obviously the hat-trick, first day of the season, the brace here, but it's the figures that count and the results that come with them, so that's good for him. Um, Castor and Frenchall for Leverkusen. Um, they got B, uh, Dortmund next up. Nuremberg struggling, uh, mostly not bottom. The draws have sort of accumulated enough points for them to keep them off, off there, but uh, three points the gap now. Uh, sorry, not. Yeah, three points the gap between them and Freiburg, so uh, they'll need a win next time out. Uh, back up to fourth, and Wolfsburg obviously were up there a few weeks ago. Dropped to sixth now. Um, Hosted Hamburg at the Volkswagen Arena. Uh, Chenna Hoglu, again, pronunciation like last week. 1 um, 0, possibly his, possibly Benaglio and goal. Lasogo might have wanted to claim it, but he can't. Great 35 yard free kick. He was my man of the match, in my opinion. I watched the game. He was you know, just 21. He's amazing talent. Um, Lasogo missed a gr- chance for two. Uh, would have been a sucker punch. Uh, you know, finish Wolfsburg off. Would have been an unexpected lead as well, but. Then the sucker punch hit Hamburg back and soft penalty really um, was awarded, but uh, Chelsea target left back Rodriguez, the Swiss um, international, tucked it away, one all. And that's how it finished. Although Hamburg were unlucky not to get three points, uh, Alicevic hit the bar late on. He scored last night, incidentally, um, as Hamburg went through into the quarterfinals of the uh, Pokal. Um, Denmark will be happier. Um, manager of the two, a uh, couple of good partnerships they got going on now. Uh, Chanhoglu and 
Arslan playing well together and Taran Juru at centre half and both form of middle partnership you can read about Tar on the website uh, article up on his prospect um, lost ground uh, on Gladbach Wolfsburg um, which is could be you know huge at the end of the season um, good start but they're sort of tailing off a bit now uh, on to the next game Hanover 2-0 win over Frankfurt first win, home win for Hanover since September 1-0 Juve his first goal since August even worse that um, he's, he needs to find his form again obviously he's linked with the move away hasn't really kicked on this year um, team needs him desperately um, Frankfurt not helped obviously by their own players Larnig got sent off on a booking stupid tackle from behind uh, off um, and then Hutsey took advantage of the great free kick um, I'll challenge you to find a free kick that's in the postage stamp more than this one uh, went keeper side but really had no chance uh, great free kick Armand Vey sent off as well to sort of compound Frankfurt to a sort of poor weekend. Um, obviously, Europa League juggling is, is uh, they're struggling again. It was sixth last year, down in 15th at the moment. Um, it's a poor day all round for them. Um, finish off Hertha versus Augsburg. No surprises, the last game I mentioned in. Bit of a non event. Augsburg incredibly poor. Hertha unlucky, had a few half chances, but nothing clear cut. Neither team really warrant, warranted three points and. Yeah, that's sort of that for that game. And that sort of wraps up the analysis for this week. So moving on, as we do, goal of the week. As we mentioned, Tekka's in abundance. Aubameyang, a mix of the, as you as you've seen with Drogba in the Premier League a few years back, that sort of side foot technique, pushing through the ball, up over the wall, good 30, 25 yards out. In off the post in the top corner. Um took the pressure off the side as we mentioned obviously we're under the cost from Mainz and um, you know it's great for him um, men Mainz had to commit more forward opened up that space and Dortmund obviously ran out winners um, he's made a good start to his career um, questions asked in the summer when he was signed obviously um, but he's proven his worth and it's great to see for both him and his club and on to the player of the week I'd very vaguely touched on him Gonzalo Castro at Leverkusen um, he didn't score but he I uh, got two assists and was just influential. He was everywhere. It's one of those games where everything sort of happened for him. Um, deserved a goal, but Nuremberg couldn't live with him. And it's a great performance, as we said, vital for the team bouncing back from that United loss um, that was crushing for them. But he was playing in a more advanced role, um, Castro, than he did last year. And it seems to pay dividends for Leverkusen. And like I say, after that crushing defeat in the week, what do you make of their sort of season credentials? Um, so they got the squad, no doubt, and they're second at the moment. Can they bounce back, or well not bounce back per se, but you know keep the form going? They're formidable, formidable at home, and they qualify for the Champions League. Their season's still on track. Could they just write United off as a one one game thing? Yeah, there are um, a lot of a lot of English fans who have never seen them play and have only seen the two United games will will not rate them very highly, and they've. They've sort of shot themselves in the foot a bit there. I mean, not that they really, they really care, but they're a lot better side than the two United games suggest. Um, I think it was nine-one on aggregate or something. Mm. So they're a lot better side than that. Um, but no, you know, you know, back to winning ways, which is an important thing for them. Sitting three points ahead of Dortmund at the moment. Obviously, massive game coming up with them playing Dortmund. Um, and I think that will sort of, again, it, unless Bayern Munich sort of implode, it looks like that will be the battle for second place and. This weekend goes some way to, to deciding it. Yeah, certainly it's a huge game. I forgot to mention earlier, 
Dortmund versus Leverkusen at the weekend. Obviously, either Leverkusen could shift six points clear or Dortmund catch them up, but it'd be a huge game for the season. Um, we've overrun a bit today, but that's your lot, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.